0: Hi friends, it's Andrea here with another episode of Adventures in Feeding My Fam. Meal prep and food photos and inspiration can be found all over the internet, but so often these posts promote a rigid, restrictive way of eating that remind me of dieting. Moving toward a non-diet approach to eating doesn't mean that there can't be any structure around meals and eating, but there's a way to do it that is friendly, and flexible, and allows you to listen to your body as well. And today, I'll list some of the ways that we can do that. Adventures in Feeding My Fam is a weekly podcast discussing the challenges and fun around feeding your family healthy meals. I'm Andrea Heyman, and I've been a registered dietitian for over 25 years, so I know the importance of good nutrition. But I'm also a mom of three, so I understand the challenges and humor that comes along with trying to make this happen. In this podcast, I'll share my tips, tricks, and menus, but I'll also share the stories and food prep failures that come along the way too. Interview guests will discuss family food traditions, how to strengthen bonds around the family table, as well as their favorite family recipes. There isn't one right way to feed your family, but there are countless stories and you can take bits and pieces and learn from all of them. Diet culture is so ingrained in us that many believe that if they stopped following a strict diet or diet plan, that they will eat everything and gain a bunch of weight. Women come to me all the time struggling with this idea. And really, it can be a terrifying thought for many. And it's often where a flexible meal plan, having that meal plan can actually bridge the gap between dieting, strict dieting, and finally having that food freedom where we can use meal planning as a tool to save time and make balanced meals. Some components of a diet-based meal plan include a really restrictive meal plan that only allows certain foods and obviously doesn't allow other foods. They can be formulaic or created by someone else, sort of like a cookie cutter approach, not taking into account your needs, preferences, or your family's needs or preferences. A diet-based meal plan definitely oftentimes follows a calorie allotment or specifies the portion sizes that you are, quote unquote, allowed to have, which obviously takes away from your intuition and understanding your body's cues and all of that. A diet-based meal plan makes you feel like you have to eat all the foods on the meal plan or else you're a failure. And it makes you feel like you cannot stray from the meal plan at any point during the week. On the other hand, components of a non-diet meal plan are very flexible. There's no strict food rules. There's no foods that you can or can't have or meals that you can't have in that meal plan. And they're instead really used as a tool to save time and add convenience to your household. They're used nicely to get other family members, particularly your kids involved in meal planning. And there's no preset portion sizes that are dictated in order to allow you to listen to your body's cues and understand when you're hungry and when you're full. So here are some tips to rethink the way you are meal planning. First, try to think about how your meals fit into your lifestyle. Think about your schedule. It helps you get clarity on your goals and expectations and how meal planning can actually help you as a tool as opposed to you feeling like you have to fit into the meal plan. It also helps you see how you can make that sustainable behavior change. So think about your schedule. And when you have the opportunity to go to the grocery store, prep food, clean up afterwards, think of all those considerations and what your taste preferences are, your favorite recipes, maybe some family favorites. Think of all of those items and include those so that you really have meals that you enjoy and look forward to. Think of the act of non diet meal planning as an act of self care, which can reduce stress and chaos in the kitchen at mealtime. So meal planning differs week by week, depending on what's going on. For busier weeks where I still have some time to cook, I like to plan three or four really satisfying meals that take under 30 minutes that I can prepare. And obviously when I'm planning them, I'm considering that you know they include a variety of food groups. I cook enough to have some leftovers. I call those planned overs so that I can eat them for lunch for the next day or maybe as another dinner later in the week. So only planning for a few meals on those really busy weeks allows for the flexibility for me to pick up carryout or try a new restaurant or pick up something or use one of my fallback really quick meals that often use frozen options that I've got on stock. So those meal planning techniques that promote cutting up tons of fruits and vegetables and putting them in Tupperware containers at the beginning of the week really has never been my jam and it just felt so prescriptive and set in stone. But I do keep things on hand that I know that I can mix and match to make a really good, satisfying meal. So like grains or greens, veggies that I love, frozen veggies, fruits, protein options, um, so, that I can always whip up something in a pinch. And obviously, the prepared section of the grocery store and the frozen section will also have great options that you can use that don't take a lot of time and you can be a little bit more spontaneous with. If you're new to non diet meal planning, try only doing it for a short block of time. Like one week can be a good starting point, but You might have to go to the grocery store more or less and need to adjust accordingly. So sometimes if you just plan for like three to five versions of a meal in one week and create like a meal cycle that way, eventually you'll end up with several different weeks of a meal plan and you can just kind of cycle through those. I also recommend taking advantage of freezer space if you have it available. And like I said before, the prepared foods, also those that freeze well. So basically the ultimate point is that we want to have a meal plan that works for us instead of the meal plan sort of dictating what we're supposed to do and how we make the choices. This is how we move away from traditional diet culture, allow our bodies to make choices independently and on our own and eventually experience that food freedom that we're looking for, because that is where eventually and ultimately we want to be to have the weight loss come off of us and so that we never diet again. Until next time, take care. Can you believe we're approaching one year of a podcast? I can hardly believe it. I'm amazed at how much the podcast has grown over this past year. And I really love hearing all the wonderful feedback I receive from all of you. I literally read every review and every comment that is left for me. If you haven't submitted a review, I'd really appreciate if you would. If you're willing to, then I will send you a bonus mindful eating meditation. Simply go to iTunes, complete the review, and write your comments. But before you submit it, take a screenshot of the review and do one of two things either email it to me at adventuresandfeedingmyfam at gmail.com or post it to your stories and in Instagram and tag me. Once you do that, then I will get your information so I can send you that bonus mindful eating meditation. So that you can work through those long standing ties to food and really begin to get to the crux of anything that's been holding you back over the time.